Disclaimer, everybody. This is a retelling of the love story of Miss Elizabeth and Macho Man Randy Savage. So there are going to be some details I embellished. There are going to be some details I left out. There are going to be some things that I extended. Feuds, storylines, the whole nine. Just know I am retelling it with my own little flair. I am not trying to give you verbatim everything that happened. So just so you know that, be prepared and welcome back to the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Down for the Count. I am one-fourth of your co-host, Tiffany E. And on behalf of Janae, Alexis, and Nicole, welcome back to the show. Please excuse my voice. It is having its issues today. But I have to get this out because it's Valentine's Day. And for some people, this day means a lot to them, especially for them to be with their significant others. And for other people, it's a self-care celebration day. In the wrestling world, love is a fickle and interesting concept. The construct of love in the wrestling community or in the wrestling world as a whole isn't always translated the best when it comes to characters and on-screen personalities. But there is one couple who exhibited some love-esque behaviors that I felt like should be acknowledged And then we're going to tell you the real truth about what happened with this famous, iconic couple. Who is this couple I'm referring to? Well, we're talking about Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth. The only couple to actually have an actual successful wedding with no issues and no hiccups until after. (laughs) Leading up to the wedding, there were some issues between Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth that I'm going to explain and dive further into. So with all that being said, it's time to explore the love and the tragedy of Miss Elizabeth and Macho Man Randy Savage. Love is a construct, as I have said. There are many highs and lows to this concept and to this emotion, period. Not everybody can experience it in the best of ways, and sometimes it can be a bit toxic, mean, hurtful, and cruel. And then other times it can be sweet and loving and nurturing and feel like the whole world is finally complete because this person loves you. It's a strange concept. But it's one that every human in this universe craves and needs in one way or another. Whether it be platonic, romantic, doesn't matter. We all want and need love at some point. Well, how does all this play into wrestling? Well, as I said, there are many relationships that have played out before us in front of the wrestling television screen. And while we in our own little homes and sitting out in shows know how the real world works, the world of kayfabe and wrestling and love all intertwine in a unique way to entertain the masses, but also depict some true aspects of real life. Well, when it comes to Miss Elizabeth and Macho Man Randy Savage, 
Their love was as sweet as it was toxic. And many people idolized them as if they were the 100% most beautiful couple anyone had ever seen. But there was a dark side to Miss Elizabeth and Macho Man Randy Savage. So today we're going to explore the kayfabe relationship between Elizabeth and Randy. And then at the end, we'll give you the real and tell where you can tell you where you can go to actually see what was really happening behind scenes. Because honestly, if we're being truthful, it really wasn't that far from what we saw on television. But we're going to keep this as kayfabe and lighthearted as possible. We're going to chronicle the relationship that we saw or we may have seen if we were born. (laughs) We're going to chronicle the relationship that was played out on television. We're going to try and make sure we include some of his matches that included Elizabeth as a focal point. And then we're going to move into their wedding and what happened afterwards. So where do we begin with Miss Elizabeth and Macho Man Randy Savage? I would imagine we would start at the beginning of his WWF career. Macho Man was probably one of the most sought-after superstars in WWE history. He was the biggest free agent that WWE had acquired at the time. He was a massive man, standing at 6'2", 237 pounds, solid muscle. He had dark brown hair wore these really fashionable cool glasses his gear was hilariously him always vibrant bright colors or rhinestones and sequins and tassels everywhere he just was a character of a man and you can tell by his charisma and the way he carried himself he embodied every aspect of what he was selling He was the kind of man that you damn sure would notice in a crowd. Macho Man's wrestling prowess was damn near unmatched. He was one of the best wrestlers the company had seen in a very long time. He plowed through his opponents. And as I said, he was one of the most sought after wrestlers in history. Every manager that was readily available in WWE wanted Macho Man Randy Savage as their talent. He had the look, the drive, the ambition, and the wrestling talent not only to take over WWE, but also the world. The managers that were available during that time were Bobby Heenan, Jimmy Hart, Mr. Fuji, Johnny Valiant, and Freddie Blassie. All men, of course. And they all fought over Macho Man and did everything in their power to entice him to join their teams. Well, Macho Man knew that he definitely was the prize in this situation. But he had other plans for how his career was going to go. On June 17, 1985... Savage made an announcement in the ring that he was ready to decide who he wanted to manage his career. All the managers that were respectively trying to court him to be their talent came out to the ring. He complimented each of them with the exception of Jimmy Hart and told them he thanked them for being interested in him as a talent. 
but he would have to decline their services. He said he had chosen a manager that he knows will have his best interests at heart. He gestures for his manager to come out and out walks a stunning brunette with a beautiful sequin dress. Poised and regal, she never spoke a word. She was a small woman, about 5'4", 115 pounds, a beautiful smile, fluffy, beautiful brunette hair, blue eyeshadow, and piercing eyes. She never said a word, but her presence alone commanded the attention of the entire arena, including Macho Man. He introduced her as Miss Elizabeth, his new manager. There was nothing but oohs and ahs all over the arena and a slight hush over the audience. This was unprecedented. No one expected Macho Man to choose a new manager outside of the guys, especially a woman. Macho Man paraded his woman around as the new manager as everyone began to, of course, cheer because they were enamored by the sheer beauty of Miss Elizabeth herself. And then he shooed her away. The dynamic between Elizabeth and Macho Man was a little bit weird for me to read and see on some videos and in some of the research that I did. He genuinely treated her as if she was a showpiece, something to parade around, but I'll get into that in a minute. Randy Elizabeth would go on to dominate in the WWF, leading Savage to win the IC Championship the following year. With Elizabeth's regal beauty and Macho Man's savagery, they were a dynamic duo, but there were major flaws to their relationship that needed to be addressed. The level of toxic masculinity Macho Man exuded toward Miss Elizabeth was awful. Forcing her to open the ropes for him when he entered the ring, he didn't treat her like a lady. She was an object, a set piece, a trophy. Despite his disgusting behavior towards her, Elizabeth was a well-loved manager. The fans were in awe and extremely protective of her. So to see Macho Man in the ring berating her if she said anything or moved or did anything without his consent enraged a lot of fans. They hated him and he was a heel from that point on. Macho Man would treat her like she was only to do as he said. If it, it was almost as if she wasn't his manager but more of a well-paid beautiful distraction as time progressed he got more and more controlling he would yell and degrade her and anyone who looked or attempted to speak to her would be berated or beaten this disgusting behavior went on for quite some time however savage wasn't the only man to be enamored with miss elizabeth george the animal steel had a massive crush on her This unnatural attachment led to a year-long feud between George and Macho Man. George Steele challenged Macho Man twice for the IC Championship, and he lost. But his obsession with Elizabeth never waned. 
it amplified, which culminated in a winner gets Elizabeth match in 87, to which Macho Man won. Later on that year, Macho Man would lose his IC championship to Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Where the true love affair of Macho Man Elizabeth began to show was when his feud with the Honky Tonk Man began. By then, he hadn't had the title in quite some time, and he and Elizabeth were still a tag team duo. Macho Man began to soften on Miss Elizabeth during that time and generally looked as if he wanted to protect her and not just parade her around as he once did. However, there was an issue of an outside force with Miss Elizabeth and Macho Man's relationship. And that issue was none other than Jimmy Hart, the Hart Foundation, and the Honky Tonk Man. So Jimmy Hart probably was still butthurt that he didn't get chosen to be Macho Man's manager. And of course, the Honky Tonk Man was parading himself around as the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. <laughs> Savage, of course, didn't take too light kindly to that moniker, and he made a challenge for the Intercontinental title. In their match on Saturday night's main event, Honky Tonk was a crafty bastard, and he, he knew that he couldn't beat Macho Man straight up. So he devised a plan. Jimmy Hart and the Hart Foundation would interfere and cost Macho Man the championship. This DQ win did nothing for Macho Man because we all know titles don't change hands on a DQ or countout. So, so after this loss, Macho Man got beat down for his troubles. It took all three men to take down Macho Man. And Honky Tonk wanted to make sure that Macho Man understood that he was not going to be playing any games. So he picked up his guitar and was using that to beat Randy as well. Elizabeth freaked out and went to go get help. When she returned, the help she chose to get was none other than Hulk Hogan. At first, Savage was not happy with Elizabeth grabbing Hogan for help, but eventually he came around and the two formed a tag team called the Mega Powers. The Mega Powers battled with Honky Tonk and the Hearts. Honky Tonk used Elizabeth to rile Savage up every chance he got, cornering the woman and insisting that she wanted him. If he, it wasn't Honky Tonk torturing Elizabeth, a woman named Peggy Sue, who was later named Sensational Sherry, would also harass her. She could not get a break in any direction. The men were coming at her and the women were coming at her. She was a target for everybody. Despite his efforts, Macho Man would never get that Intercontinental Championship back. But he would gain something even greater for all his troubles in the following year. In 1988, Hulk Hogan was the WWF Champion. But he ended up losing it to Andre the Giant. However, Andre wouldn't keep the title long either. He sold the WWE Championship to Ted DiBiase, 
When the president, Jack Turney, got wind, he revoked it. It said that there was no way that Ted DiBiase could be champion simply by purchasing the title. Therefore, the title was vacated and put up in a tournament. This tournament is one that Macho Man entered and won. And he became the new WWF champion. Miss Elizabeth was still at his side and he became an even more unstoppable force now at the top of the mountain. But even in the face of success, old habits die hard. DiBiase was defeated, but not down. In his loss, he teamed up with Andre the Giant and went after the Mega Powers as a team. Once again, this feud centered around Elizabeth. If the Mega Powers lost, Miss Elizabeth would have to wear sexy red panties under her clothes. How classy, WWE. (laughs) Elizabeth was ringside during this match and saw that the Mega Powers were taking an L. So she did something she had never done before. Elizabeth climbed on the apron, ripped off her skirt to reveal her panties. The distraction caused DiBiase and Andre to literally lose their shit. This allowed Hogan and Savage to recover and pick up the win because during that match, Hogan and Savage were getting beat down. That distraction was their saving grace. Mega Powers were on a roll and a new feud was on the rise. The two Twin Towers, the Big Boss Man and Akeem, were the next on the list to, for the Mega Powers to take down. This feud led to one of the best Survivor Series feuds in history. The Twin Towers team versus the Mega Powers team. This culminated in a massive battle that ultimately went to the Mega Powers. But all good things come to an end, whether it be intentional or not. As I said before, old habits die hard. And Macho Man began to revert to his old ways. Jealousy crept in and took over, causing a massive rift in the Mega Powers and Savage's relationship with Elizabeth. It all started in 1989 when Hulk Hogan decided to have Elizabeth manage him too. The cracks were slow, but there. Randy was extremely protective of Elizabeth and he felt that Hogan was trying to take her away from him. As time progressed, his suspicions grew. During the Royal Rumble, Hogan accidentally mm -hmm, eliminated Savage. This led to a massive fight to which the two men had to be separated by Elizabeth. They seemed to calm down and be on the same page. Until they weren't. On main event two, the Mega Powers were fighting the Twin Towers again. And Elizabeth ended up getting hurt. In the match, she accidentally got injured, and Hulk Hogan rushed to her side and carried her to the back. This left Savage all alone and full of rage. When Hogan returned, Savage returned the favor and left Hogan out there alone to deal with the Twin Towers by himself. Savage accused Hogan of trying to steal Miss Elizabeth from him. Hogan denied it and told Savage he was being crazy. (laughs) Savage took it a step further and told Hogan that he would always be inferior to him. Macho Man was so angry that he could no longer contain it. He unleashed on Hogan. 
He had been holding back all this venom, animosity, and just unleashed hell on Hulk Hogan. It took all the security they had in the back to stop him from attacking him. Well, this ended the Mega Powers for good. And just like that, Macho Man Savage was back to being one of the most hated wrestlers in the WWF. Now, due to the pure hatred Macho Man had for Hogan and his disgusting attack, it started a feud. This led to a match at WrestleMania 5 for the WWF Championship. Hulk Hogan suffered a nasty infection of the elbow, and for a minute it looked like the match wouldn't happen. But Hogan checked himself out of the hospital and fought Macho Man in one of the most iconic battles in WrestleMania history. Despite his elbow infection, Hogan regained the WWF Championship. As one would assume, Macho Man was livid. You have to remember... Elizabeth was still managing both men at the time. And with the belt gone, Macho Man didn't want to willingly lose Elizabeth, so he fired her. Hired Sensational Sherry as his manager and continued his reign of terror on Hulk Hogan and anyone associated with him. He formed a new tag team with Zeus, a definite foe of Hulk Hogan from one of his movies. And together they had a common goal. Search and destroy. (laughs) Well, Hulk Hogan decided he needed some backup, so he formed a new tag team as well with his friend Brutus Beefcake. And they called themselves the Mega Maniacs. So it was Savage and Zeus versus the Mega Maniacs at SummerSlam. There was no love lost between Sensational Sherry and Miss Elizabeth either. She would interfere and constantly do everything in her power to ensure Savage's wins over her opponents. But this time, Miss Elizabeth tripped Sherry to keep her out of the match. And despite the chaos and all of the interference, the Mega Maniacs picked up the win. Defeated, titleless, and no more Miss Elizabeth, Macho Man retreated and set his sights on the King of the Ring. With his new manager, Sensational Sherry, and a new attitude, Macho Man won the King of the Ring tournament and demanded to be called the Macho King. As time progressed, it seemed like the lovebirds were no more. Elizabeth was a key fixture in Macho Man's success at one point in time, but with Sensational Sherry by his side, it seemed that he thrived with her as well, and he was changing, and not for the better. By the end of 1989, Macho Man and Sherry were a dominant duo. But they came across a massive wall when they had to face the American Dream Dusty Rose and Sapphire in a match at WrestleMania 6. This was the first ever mixed tag match in WWF history. Everything seemed to be pretty balanced until Sherry and Savage both double-teamed Dusty Rhodes. During the chaos... Miss Elizabeth reemerged and grabbed Sensational Sherry by her hair. The animosity between these two women is so thick that you could cut it with a knife. Sapphire quickly kneeled behind Sherry and allowed Miss Elizabeth to push that woman down flat on her ass. Sapphire went for a quick cover to pin Sherry for the win. 
After all the hell Miss Elizabeth was put through and the torment of with sensational Sherry and Macho Man's jealousy and cruelty, it had to feel good to finally get revenge on that busted-ass duo. <laughs> From that moment on, Elizabeth stayed with Rose and Sapphire. So to even the odds, Sensational Sherry and Savage often enlisted the help of Brother Love to make sure that everybody had an equal part in the interference as well as in the match itself. The following year, however, Miss Elizabeth all but disappeared. Fans wondered where she was and if she and Macho Man would ever rekindle the magic that made them so great. Savage, on the other hand, seemed to not have lost a step. Moving into WrestleMania 7, he battled the Ultimate Warrior for the WWF Championship. Elizabeth made a rare appearance and was watching in the audience as he fought to regain that championship. However, he was not successful. Savage could not beat the Ultimate Warrior. And because of that, Sensational Sherry was not happy. She ended up attacking him mercilessly Elizabeth could not sit back and watch Macho Man be beaten by Sherry she jumped the barricade and grabbed her by her hair and threw her out of the ring Savage of course was forever grateful he and Elizabeth embraced and it seemed like all was right with the world the dynamic duo was back together again and this time Miss Elizabeth was able to be treated like a lady Macho Man Randy Savage opened the ropes for her to leave out of the ring with, and they walked out of WrestleMania 7 together again. This ultimately led to one of the most iconic weddings in history. In 1991, on June 17th, Macho Man asked for Miss Elizabeth's hand in marriage. After two years apart, he realized he couldn't live without her. And she meant the world to him. And he wanted everyone to know that she was his and his alone. Elizabeth accepted the proposal. And the wedding was on. And it was billed as the match made in heaven. The date was set for SummerSlam August 26, 1991. The day of the wedding, Macho Man came out in a gold and white tuxedo outfit. With tassels and rhinestones everywhere. And a big old gold hat with a huge feather. (laughs) He was always the showman. After the best man, the flower girls, the ring bearer, and the maid of honor came down, out walked the bride. Miss Elizabeth with flowing red hair, a beautiful white gown with puffy long sleeves, lace everywhere, and a smile brimming from ear to ear. They exchanged vows and solidified the rest of their lives together with a kiss. With white streamers flowing everywhere in the crowd, the dynamic duo were married. Finally, Macho Man and his queen were together. In a perfect wedding on a perfect day, nothing could ruin their wedding bliss. Or could it? It did. At the reception, the savages were having a good time. They were opening gifts and you know, pretty much meeting with the guests, Miss Elizabeth decided to open a really big gift on the table. But as she opened it, she realized that this was no gift, but in fact, a warning. 
This gift was sent by Jake the Snake, and it was a box with an actual snake in it. It, of course, caused hella chaos. All you heard was screams and yelling, and people were trying to understand what the hell was going on. When they saw that snake, nothing but freak out was the closest thing on their minds. Undertaker saw an opportunity with all of the distraction of the snake and Jake the Snake himself, he decided to attack Macho Man with an urn, hitting him over the head. Jake the Snake made sure to torture Miss Elizabeth as much as he could with the snake. And of course, this led to a feud with Jake the Snake and Macho Man Randy Savage. (sighs) Miss Elizabeth really couldn't get much of a break here. She was always at the center of somebody's situation when it came to Macho Man. No matter what he did or where he went or or who he was wrestling, somebody that he was going against had an unnatural, enamored attachment to Miss Elizabeth. Whether it be toxic, sexual, or just liking her in general, every opponent that he had just about used her as a pawn to get to Macho Man. And Jake the Snake was no different. However, I digress. Roberts and Savage had a match on the Tuesday in Texas pay-per-view. Jake the Snake Roberts beat Savage, and he forced Miss Elizabeth to beg him to stop beating him. Despite her pleading, Roberts wasn't satisfied, so he grabbed Miss Elizabeth by her hair and slapped her across the face. This feud continued into the main event in February of 1992. Roberts was waiting in tow with a chair to strike Elizabeth, but the Undertaker stopped him, which caused the feud to shift from Savage and Elizabeth to Undertaker. And for once, Macho Man and Elizabeth got to breathe a short-lived sigh of relief. Meanwhile, the nature boy, Ric Flair, was the WWF champion. And not to be outdone, he decided to focus on Elizabeth as well. He started his feud with Savage by running around claiming that he had Miss Elizabeth first. His famous line was, she was mine before she was yours. He even went so far as to show photos of them in various situations. It was later revealed that these so-called photos were altered to appear as if Elizabeth was with Flair, but it was clear she wasn't. Threatening to expose a new photo of Elizabeth led to a match at Mania with Savage. He set out to defend his wife's honor and take that WWE Championship away from the Playboy Flair. Despite being told to stay backstage, Elizabeth came out during the match. The officials tried their hardest to get her to stay in the back, but she was unrelenting. Savage took Flair to task in that match, and he beat him and took away his world title. This angered Flair, of course, and he decided to take all that anger and animosity out on Elizabeth. He cornered her and tried to begin kissing her. When she slapped him away, Savage attacked It took all the rest and WWE officials that were in the back to break them up. Savage stayed champion for quite some time with Miss Elizabeth by his side. Their final appearance together was at a UK event two weeks after Mania. Savage was battling Shawn Michaels and Miss Elizabeth was banned from ringside. 
However, Sensational Sherry began to interfere in the match on Sean's behalf, and Elizabeth returned to the ring to thwart her interference. Savage retained, and the two stood tall in the ring. Three months later, Macho Man spoke to WWF Magazine, stating the relationship between him and Elizabeth was over. He thanked the fans for their support throughout the years. Savage continued his career in WWE until 96, and Miss Elizabeth completely dis- disappeared from storyline and TV for good. The love story of Miss Elizabeth and Macho Man Randy Savage was no more. One of the longest and most iconic love stories in WWE history was over, and I'm sure fans felt a little twinge of sadness. Mm-hmm. Well, at the time, Miss Elizabeth and Macho Man Randy Savage represented at what most couple dreamed of being, beauty and brawn at its finest. A beautiful woman with poise, grace, and class was in love with the charismatic, strong, brash, and unbelievably talented wrestler. They were truly a match made in heaven. And there you have it, folks. That is the story of Macho Man Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth, the kayfabe love. Let's get into the real, shall we? Now, if you don't know the real story behind Macho Man Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth, to put it lightly, the toxicity that we saw exhibited in the ring and in the arena character-wise in front of the camera, period, was a fraction of what Miss Elizabeth endured in the end. She was controlled down to where she went, what she could do. He suffocated her. And while he believed he was trying to protect her because he loved her, he actually was a hindrance and caused a lot of the issues that happened with Miss Elizabeth. While I believe Macho Man probably would have been different in a different situation, given the toxicity that was backstage in the in the locker room and what has been exhibited since the dawn of time when it comes to men, he went about trying to protect his wife in all the wrong ways. It's caused her to seek out freedom and she did it in the most radical way that she could. She ultimately ended up coming across another man who was just as abusive, if not worse, Lex Luger. During her stint in WCW, along with Macho Man Randy Savage being there, she developed a heavy drug use problem to which he aided and embedded, and I won't say that he caused, but he was a big part of it. Ultimately, Miss Elizabeth passed away, and Macho Man died years later due to a car accident. Their relationship is a cautionary tale. For all the girls who are out here looking for love in all the wrong places, I encourage you first to love yourselves. As I said in the beginning, love is a construct and we all identify love in different ways. Some people need reassurance in order to feel loved. Others just need physical touch. Some need just to hear, I love you every day. And others just need you. 
It depends on the person. I encourage you first to find the love for yourself and provide yourself with the love language that you require. And then when you are ready, you find someone who is equally yoked or motivates you to become better. Don't settle for someone just because you feel like you can't do any better or they've made you feel like you're not worth having better. Because at the end of the day, no one deserves to be abused mentally, physically. We all deserve to be loved properly. So with all that being said, even if you don't have a Valentine this Valentine's Day, I don't even celebrate Valentine's Day to be real with you. I've been married to my husband for quite some time and I love him and I have no desire to celebrate this holiday because he exhibits a love language for me that makes me feel loved every single day. I never have to wait until February 14th to feel like my husband loves me. And I hope that everybody in this world, in this lifetime, and in the next gets to experience that at some point. So as I said, on this Valentine's Day, I'm going to wish you happy Valentine's Day. I hope you find some love from somebody. But if you can't, I love you. And I hope you had a beautiful day. And if you don't have somebody to tell you you love you, tell yourself you love you. And do something nice for yourself. Go out to dinner, get a pedicure, get a manicure, do your hair, do your makeup, watch some wrestling, (laughs) and just enjoy yourself. Time, patience, and growth will allow you to find the person that is meant for you. I'm a firm believer in soulmates. I know, I know. It's old-fashioned. It's weird. Come on, Tiff. You can't be serious. Billions of people in the world, and I'm supposed to only be able to be with one person. Yeah. (laughs) It's what I believe. It's the truth. Hopefully, that one person that you're supposed to be with, you find one day. And with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Down for the Count. Happy Valentine's Day. Follow us on our social media at D4TC underscore podcast on Instagram and at Down for the Count 19 on Twitter. And always, always, always go to Spotify and check and see what the questions are. There's plenty of questions on some of these episodes that you guys could answer and interact with. And the last roast sessions that we did, I asked you guys who you think we should roast next. And we probably will take it into consideration because we have a hard time picking wrestlers, honey. But with all that being said, I hope you guys have a great day. And we'll see you guys next time.